in the name of the Most High. Yeah, well, uh, the big cultural event of the world, the Super Bowl, has come and gone. Uh, it's bigger than you know any Christmas or Easter or New Year's or uh, any other celebration that there is. Uh, I did look in at it. I did look at at it for analytical purposes. And I realized it was all broken down into threes. You had 300 yards passing. You had the number 13. You had the address of the uh, Super Bowl itself, which is 3333-whatever, Famous Person Boulevard. You had a bunch of um, other threes, too, that, that kind of, you know, had people like uh, USA Today chiming in and talking about it, you know, and wanting to, to mention that there was some accuracy with people that were talking about these numbers. So the, you know, yes, uh, there was chicanery. There was, as usual, always spelled. Uh, these are all from... You know, the sort of corporate head, it's about a seven in complexity. And uh, it's the same kind of thing as COVID or whatever. It's it's just all part of an ongoing psyop using, you know, magical rituals from the other side, which is what the RAND Corporation, the military industrial complex, the powers that be, the usual suspects, always involved in, and this time using Taylor Swift as a part and parcel of their magical scheme. And it's not designed to bring people in. It's designed to sit them there and then fleece them of their money. That's the whole point of the ritual. You got Mahomes... I think, what is he, 28 years old? He's been there four times, five times. And here he is, you know, kneeling in front of the cameras and praying to God, pointing up like, that's God I'm praying to for support. And, you know, you got to admire the gall on this kid. Because, I mean, nobody that can see anything believes that is going on for a second. He may even think he's praying to God, but he is... Definitely not praying to God in that context because the, the the proof of that, and I have proof, of course, for everything. The proof of that is when he calls, they ask him one word of what he thinks about this Super Bowl, and he calls for dynasty. Okay? So dynasty is not what a humble prayer warrior would call uh, after praying. Dynasty is something more like uh, uh, vanity uh, of, of an extreme, you know, demented person. Obviously, uh, so now, then we bring in Usher kind of doing his best Michael Jackson uh, imitation and failing miserably. And uh, you have uh, 
Super Bowl 53, a great success. I'm sorry, 58. That's a great success. And uh, I... um, I also watched as the Chiefs were down in the, in the half in the halftime, as they were last time, right? And uh, and then they magically pull it out, right? They're down. They're they're looking like they're going to lose. It looks like uh, the 49ers are going to go go into a kind of a run out the clock type of scenario, and all of a sudden they win. (laughs) And the public, you know, dumb as a, as a, you know, as a, I don't want to insult rocks, so I don't know what you could call as dumb as a human anymore, but dumber than anything that lives. Sit there, and they're just using it as an excuse to party. Meanwhile, the big focus of the day and what ruined it for everybody that people who have eyes to see uh, were given a great clue when uh, Travis Kelsey actually tried to body slam the coach. He ran into him on purpose, you know, like, like he was angry. The coach is the boss, guys. Not Travis Kelsey. He's a tight end. He, he, he catches lots of passes and he runs for lots of yards. But he's a tight end. Okay? And here he is running into the coach, which he should have been thrown out of the game. And the coach is very feebly like, okay, whatever you want. Huh? He did take him out? Yeah, everybody's pissed about it. Well, what I mean is... Pissed about that he hit, he hit the coach. He hit the coach, but I mean, he should have been more than that. There should be a... You know what I mean? There Maybe there will be a disciplinary hearing uh, now that he's got his... But at first, he was just uh, let it go, and then Travis made some plays. I don't know what's going to happen now. Uh, you can't have that sort of thing going on in a ball club or any organization where the players become insubordinate to the coaches or to the management um, because you would it's like losing your chain of command in the military. You, you can't do it. Anyway, it was done. He hit the coach. But see, here's the most interesting thing. When he hit the coach, how about one more of these? When he hit the coach, he uh, he showed his face, and his face revealed a, a face not of calm, not of the nice guy, not of the promotion that you see the guy getting you know, smiling and, you know, selling Doritos or whatever. Not that, you don't see that guy. No, 
you see a face full of anger and rage. You know, a guy out of control, he's... He hit that coach, he could have killed him. And... uh but because they want people, a lot of people want to let it go. Now, to me, Travis showed the whole, in that one act, showed the entire, if you will, sin and, and deprivation of Kansas City. A team that was written off just a month ago as having no chance to win anything. Especially not a championship and especially not the Super Bowl. And then suddenly circumstances changed. So uh, and then like I say to complete the whole Nightmare you had uh, Usher attempting to do Michael Jackson moves, but he's really not good at it, and he should stop trying to dance, please. For God's sake, please, someone stop him. Get the hook for his own sake and embarrassment when he's an old man watching old videos. And I, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. But what I'm sorry about isn't the clowns in the Super Bowl. The idiots who make up the Super Bowl. The idiots that make up the NFL. The idiots that make up CBS. No. I feel sorry for the masses. Can you imagine being one of them? Can you imagine... Being a guy in the masses at a bar watching and cheering your team on and, and, and saying, thank God for my right to party and then just guzzling as much beer as you can get your throat around. Can you imagine the depth of your conversation at said event? Can you imagine the depth of your experience as a human being at that said event. Can you imagine when it all clears the next day? And you're hung over like the Kansas City Chiefs. <clears throat> I'm just sorry I have to be here. I'm sorry I'm a citizen of the fuck, fuck, fucking states of America. I'm sorry I'm here at all. I, I, you know, I wasn't going to look at it. I told you that, and then I somehow justified it because I'd been, you know, when I was in the hospital, I was following NBA and NFL 
so I decided to take a look at what I'd been watching all year, you know, watching through the playoffs and to the championship and then on to the Super Bowl. And frankly, I'm... I'll make some predictions. I don't believe there's any way to come back from where we are today. I think the real point now is to put our focus on God. If the intellectuals of the world truly wanted to be intellectual, if the intellectuals of the world truly wanted to be deep, wanted to be book readers, wanted to be men and women of ideas and concepts, they would agree with me. And they don't. The NFL cannot inspire anyone to do anything. Even though they say they're out there with their programs reaching the youth and all that, they're not reaching anyone. No one! Every once in a while they get a token guy, they prance across the screen. Oh, here's little Johnny. He was lost and his parents died and he was in detention quarters and nobody loved him and we took him under our wing and so-and-so worked with him and now look, he's a starring quarterback at you know, the University of Fuckface. I mean, it's just got to stop. And so it will be stopped. This entire culture is on notice. Oh, you don't have to have a nuke to stop it. You don't have to have a uh, a civil war or elect Donald Trump to stop it it'll stop it'll just one day you'll wake up and you'll realize the whole thing is dead and all the people that participated in building this piece of shit will be unable to speak they're, friends they're already unable to speak they have no they they think they're doing a good job. They think that nobody saw that. They they help to cover up the you know whatever it is, the the the, the all the conspiracy numbers and the threes and the thirteens and the this and that and whatever other occult symbols. They they took it easy on halftime. They brought out second rate Michael Jackson, Usher who was, they had to bring in rappers to bolster him up because he was just weak as could be. I'm sorry. You know, a guy like Post Malone, you know, who went wild with the tattoos and and the grill, he killed it. He's the best singer we got. Him and Jelly Roll, right? It's amazing. We got these two national treasures. But do we appreciate them? No, of course not. I mean, they're going to be millionaires and all that, sure, but uh, a little bit different standard for them. Anyway, he talked, 
he said that he sung America the Beautiful, right? Trish, he sung America the Beautiful, Post Malone. And, uh, and I think that uh, that just that should have shut everybody up right there. But unfortunately, no. We had to go on and go through the looking glass and through the rabbit hole and through the ritual and through the black magic and through the bullshit and through the Bud Light, re, re, you know, revival and through every damn fucking thing that you can imagine. I'm praying to God. What's the one word that's the, your takeaway for this series, Patrick Mahomes? Dynasty. You haven't learned a fucking thing. You're as arrogant as the day is long. You need to be taken down a peg or two or three or ten. And I don't know, it looks like it's a contest between you and... and Idiot girl's new uh, boyfriend. Barbie's new boyfriend. And then, you know, don't think I didn't notice our old friend Lady Gaga sitting right there in the stand with her eyes done with glitter and, you know, acting like she's being supportive when we know it's all about her, right? It's all about, but she's looking pretty ugly. You know, she's not looking very good. Time is not kind to her. I didn't think it would be. Time has not been kind to her. Time's been kind to Taylor Swift, but not to her. And um, she's starring in a movie as the Joker's wife on the next installment of The Joker, which is basically appeasing to the left-wing rioters or Antifa, Black Lives Matter, you know, the woke crowd, to try to keep the woke crowd in, in place. Disgruntled with society, wanted to burn it to the ground. So Gaga's in there, who is anything but burning it to the ground. She's amassing a fortune. I mean, does anybody see any of this? Or is, I'm just used as I'm just being used as a spokesperson to make you mad. Seriously, it's a. Uh, I think this is probably the best analysis you're going to get of it. Um, uh, I don't see a, a, a renaissance anytime soon. I just see clash and people in the way and everybody just running into each other and nobody really accomplishing anything. Just, a, you know what I call, call the next 10 years? A rehash of the last 10. Maybe they'll introduce AI a little more and get people to drill into their heads better. <laughs> Can you imagine... All you produced 
is the willingness to drill into your head because you think you might get smarter. Believe me, you're so stupid that nothing could save you if you drilled a hundred of those neural links into your head. You would still be stupid. Okay? So it doesn't apply to you. You would still be stupid. There you are at the Super Bowl having your your pathetic heal the family hour. Having some togetherness with your old buddies. What I like about the Super Bowl, though, is that it's a good rehash of everything that's wrong with everything. It's a great rehash on how hypocritical, stupid, now callous. You know, Americans never used to be callous. Americans used to be the most generous people on earth. And they would, uh, you know, be first with the rescue effort. And first with humanitarian effort. And first trying to, 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 to save people who, for whatever reason, had an emergency or whatever. That, that used to be kind of a policy. And now that's scuttled and replaced with, you know, money laundering schemes. It, it's hard for me to actually believe that, you know, it, there's a point where you just can't, believe anymore that people because every time I think that they get to a certain level of stupidity that can't be crossed, that can't be furthered and now I'm talking about CEOs and doctors and lawyers and you know the, the heads of everything I'm talking about the Larry Fink here and then they go further Talking about Bill Gates blocking out the sun and running chemtrails. I mean, at that level. That's the level. And they can't manage it. And they didn't manage the Super Bowl. And if they can't manage that, then they can't manage all of sports. If they can't manage all of sports, they can't manage universities. If they can't manage university, they can't manage society itself. So the entire thing is ripe to go and should have been gone years ago. And honestly, the only reason God hasn't smacked it down is to give people a chance to repent, to at least say, oh my God, Lord, I hate you. And I hate the world. And I love Satan. But the one thing I got to admit is, you're right, we're really stupid. So I repent. I repent for the stupidity, not for hating you. But if you hate me, you'll be as if you never were. You won't exist perfect promise so that's who the Joker appeals to right the nihilist
the Nietzsche. Well, it would have been the Nietzsche. Right? Now you mentioned Nietzsche, they don't know what you're talking about. Thus spake Zarathustra. What's he talking about? I don't know. Uh, did you see the Super Bowl, son? Oh, yeah, I watched it. Did you see when Kelsey hit the coach? Now, let's, let's, let's not uh, have jumped to conclusions now, son. Let's, let's wait and let the uh, press sort it out. <laughs> yes, let's let the press sort it out. Meanwhile, Taylor Swift goes on as America's sweetheart. Lady Gaga, in the way, did you see her with her sharpened teeth, her long fangs? She was there, oh boy, she was ready to strike. She just couldn't stand Taylor Swift getting that attention and up in the up in the booth. Couldn't stand it. And then she was like next to Jay-Z and Beyonce making their appearances, but nobody had the catbird seat like Taylor Swift. And yeah, they all gathered around. Oh, God, these people are disgusting. I, I don't know what you're going to do with them. Jay-Z was a good music producer. You know, Beyonce was a good dancer, I guess. And she knew how to dance a, uh, a voodoo child dance where they conjure all the, uh, the demons and then launch them on the uh, crowd. 2012 Super Bowl halftime. Can anyone forget? Have you guys forgotten that one? 2012 halftime Super Bowl. Beyonce leads the crowd. Her eyes go fully black. Does anyone remember that? No. Well then, what? Then you're all going to just be victims. To the extent you can't remember any of this stuff, you're just going to be like, you know, pulled over the cliff. <laughs> At least have some fun. Yeah, but what if, but, but they pray to God and seem earnest. Well, Taylor Swift prays to God and Mahomes is praying to God. Every time there's a camera, he's on his knees praying to God. Have you noticed? You don't notice that? Well, what do you notice? Do you notice anything? It was funny about the the Usher comparison to Michael Jackson. Yeah, because he was trying some of the same moves and stuff. And it, it was just pathetic. It, 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 I, I have no time for that. Usher is not the kind of music I would listen to on my on my day off. You know what I mean? I'm still stuck 40, 50 years ago. Right? I want something hardcore and not too scripted, okay? Thank you. <laughs> or I'll go crazy. <laughs> so we're waiting here for the sun to come up. I was up early hoping I would be able to be productive, but uh, I keep having to fight the... Uh, it's taking me time to get over, over my... It, it's taking me time to get over what the hospital did to me is the way the story is now shaping up. 
for me to get over what the, I'm already over what happened to me. I'm now recovering long term from what the hospital did to me. You understand my buddy over there that's down in the OR somewhere? You know, the things they did to me, the anemia and all the other shit they did. It's a big hassle trying to get rid of it. It's a big, giant ordeal, me trying to heal out here with no help from anybody, with doctors that don't return your calls, with nobody that gives a shit about anything. And that's the way it is. That's the way it is. That is the way it is. The damage done in there was far worse than the damage I went in with. Although either one would have killed me. So, great. I'm really happy. Anyway, I'm going to get over it, Trish. You know, it's going to take time to get my, you know, to get back to being able to breathe and stuff. It's not even walking anymore, because I am walking. I just can't breathe. Why? Because when you're anemic, you can't get a breath, and also it's kidney failure and a lot of other things that they caused in the hospital. Because when I went in, I didn't have those problems. Now I have them, and now they're blaming me. And they're blaming me! I don't even know why I would come here to this place. The last place on, on, you know, on in reality I'd want to go to is Earth. Why? Because being surrounded by, you know, I, I, I watched a bunch of movies over the weekend and uh, one was called no, so uh, Peppermint Falls or something had Pierce Brosnan and, and uh, Liam Neeson in it. Very interesting combo. And Neeson was hunting Brosnan, and they're both cowboys. And it's the eighteen fifties, you know, way back, way back a when. And um, the whole thing had to do with the war and how you know the colonel played by Brosnan, now a solo guy. War's over. Nobody has a uniform anymore. Um, He uh, inadvertently killed Liam Neeson's family, and he thought there was nobody in the house, but then he had to burn the house, and and he raised the barn, raised the house, and it killed his wife and kids. So he'd been hunting them ever since. And so what, what do you think it's all about? You've been hunting him for years. What do you think it's all about? The whole point of the story. Well, I'll tell you what the point of the story is, and it's very good, and I highly recommend it if you can find it. It was on Netflix, I think. Until and unless there is forgiveness... This will go on forever. Period. 
And the two characters, finally, when it just came down to two of them, there are no more men, there are no more horses, there's no more conflict, there's no more war. It was just one man against another. And it's funny, you had like Angelica Houston playing like the devil, riding around <laughs> with, you know, and uh, providing the bullet that each one could use to fire at the other. But until they laid their weapons down, it was going to go on and on and on forever and ever and ever and ever. Stupidity, dumbness, same thing every day, forever and ever and ever. And then... They put the weapons down and they hiked out across the desert together to survive and hopefully into a new version of life. Isn't that beautiful? Cried like a baby on that one. Yeah. For until we forgive, God won't forgive us. Until I forgive them for being stupid and get myself on their level and see it from their perspective. Until I get down there in the absolute sewer of thought. Till I lower my arrogance and my haughtiness down to at least a sub three. It's going to continue. But I'm the one continuing it. So what do you think? Until somebody forgives me. But if I forgive humanity, they're just going to keep on doing the same thing. You know it and I know it. If I forgive the whole thing, I forgive the whole thing. Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Lord, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. They don't know they're ignorant. They don't know they're stupid. They don't know that they have nothing to say. They don't know that the only reason the other guy is in the catbird seat, making the millions and they're not, is because of a thing called gumption. And also a willingness to sell out. They don't know about anything. But the one thing that I do know, thank God, it cannot be sustained. It cannot be sustained. We look to Biden. Hopefully there'll be a peaceful transition to power to Trump. 
Although I don't think that's going to happen. I actually think that, uh, what's her name, Nikki Haley or Michelle Obama or somebody like that's going to win the election. Because the people don't know. And they don't know. And they don't know. And they don't know. They don't know. So we go round and round with this. Trying to stop me. He's trying to stop me. The people don't know. Nobody knows. Yet the people are doing the very thing that indicates that they do know. But they say they don't know. And so what do you do? Well, there's nothing for me to do. I guess I just walk on and ignore it. But ignoring it doesn't get the job done. So what do you do? These are things to think about. Well, I'm down now, doing 40 minutes now. We're coming down to 30. Thanks to the hospital. And by the way, what do I do? I pray that they all die. They they betrayed me, they deceived me, and they lied to me, and they left me damaged. What do I do? What do I do now? I got out of there, I had a wheelchair. I had two walkers. Couldn't use the walkers. I now use the walker. It's a new week, and there's appointments I have to see, and lined up from as far, you know, from here till doomsday. Why is that? Because they damaged me. And then they want to fix me, but remember, it's always my fault. I'm the one that did it. I'm the one that did damage. I'm the one that hurt myself. They're not responsible. So the purpose of the Super Bowls, bread and circus, is the same purpose that Caesar had for the gladiator matches. Are you not entertained? Dynasty, he says. Lady Gaga, painting herself up like some kind of a demon, ready to sink her fangs into the next person that looks at her the wrong way, vying to get up in that catbird seat up in the booth like with Taylor Swift, but being kept out 
and being very unhappy about it, but she was there. They're all like moth to a flame. You know? So what's Jesus doing now? Well, Jesus was in Vegas too. Yep, Jesus is always in Vegas. Vegas is one of the very most productive Jesus places on earth. Jesus is down there in the streets holding up the uh, guys coming out of the casinos who've lost everything, including their, their kids' college fund and their medical fund and little wifey at home is uh, now not going to be able to pay her bills. The man said he was going to, you know, go to a convention in Vegas and he's going to come home with a million dollars to get him out of debt. And he lost it all. And he's wandering the streets of Vegas right now looking for Jesus. Because that's the kind of guy that Jesus really helps. Sooner or later, he's going to have to have the strength, the supernatural strength, to go home and face the music, to face his wife and his kids, whom he basically abandoned. He, he planned on not returning at all to the little town in Ohio, He wasn't going to return at all. He was just going to stay there. He was going to drink himself to death. He was going to get himself killed with a lone shark. He was bent for destruction. But Jesus met him in the gap. He met him in the, in the shitter. He met him in the midst of the battle. I can hear him say, No, you don't, Satan. Not one more here today. And while they cheered and screamed at the, at the Super Bowl, and cheers could be heard around the streets of all the people chanting and cheering on their wonderful society. Believe me, that guy who wrote The Joker shouldn't be writing it. I should be writing it. The Joker is not authentic unless I write it. That's the truth. The guys writing it are lovers of society. Totally. So here he is, saved. He's out about 150 grand. He never had a million. He's going to go home. 
He's going to get a new job. In fact, he's already got called up for an interview. And he's going to just stick with Jesus on everything he does. Lord Jesus, just take us on everything we do, everything we think, everything we want, everything we don't want, everything we that occurs to us, Lord, take us. Keep us in your shelter on every single thing that could possibly occur to a human being. Because nothing that we do on our own is good enough to succeed. Nothing. And you already know this. You already know this. So that's why I say Shelter us, Lord. Shelter us in Psalm 91. In Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Period. It doesn't mean I shall not want except dynasty. It doesn't mean I shall not want except for a Lambo. It doesn't say I shall not want except for extreme success so I can please my parents. It means I shall not want, period. But I have to let go of the thought that I need something. I don't need anything. You saw what the hospital left me with. Minus nothing. So forget that. I don't need anything from them. Neither do I respect them at all. Because they're incompetent. And the proof of that will be when I'm still standing here 10 years from now. With my wits about me. I'm about to publish another section, chapter 12. Um, It's a bridge chapter to uh, the next thing. But I got room. So I think I'm going to do that to get things going again. And then, um, well, there's a lot more to the hospital story. I'm not sure that the incompetence of the hospital will be understood until the hospital is blown to smithereens where there's nothing left of it. Well, you're lucky if you can find a piece of of glass. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Okay. Yawning now, that's about as far as I could get. I thought I was sleeping. It's been a tough... And in Jesus' name. You know, there's... 
forgiveness of people, even when you kill them. Yeah, like in war. Couple of songs here. Good to be here this time of year. Time to celebrate your great victory. Come on up here, Buck. All right, girls, show him what he's won. This is your life, Buck. Look at all the people here to cheer you on. Oh, don't mind that. That's the vat of blood. <laughs> Now you might wonder, what is he up to now? Get that spotlight on Buck. Hey Buck, come on out here and get your reward. Girls, show him what he's won. All eyes on you. All eyes on you. All eyes on you, all lies on you, all lies on you, all eyes on you, all eyes on you. Good to be here, this time of year. I know you think you know where you're going, but don't you understand? We're always there. Ahead of you, Buck. Buck? Now, I didn't want this to happen. You're not supposed to be afraid. You're a big, strong man. Remember that. Girls, show him what he's won. The only problem is, only the dead go there. <laughs> we'll be there, waiting. We'll be there, waiting. We'll be there, waiting. We'll be there, waiting. We'll be there waiting We'll be there waiting We'll be there waiting We'll be there, waiting. We'll be there.
Heute.